Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Testing, testing, testing. Yep, mine's working. Testy, testy. Testies on my shoulder make me happy. Ready? I'm ready, sir. All right. Let me uh, get get the comments ready. Let's get the make sure that the sound is uh, down. I'm gonna flip that over to just click on the Mozilla. The uh oh, the silly little ass thing on the bottom. It's the I don't know, flame, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, the Firefox Yep, thing. that thing. There we go. Is that it? George learns how to read. Traveler. Ah. Traveler's holiday, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. What's going on, Brother Holiday? I'm doing holiday. Miss you. I haven't been on Discord a lot lately. I've had some uh, misadventures of mm. driving back and forth to Ohio Me. twice in four days. Me either. Um, but hope all is well with you. Miss you. Volume. Maybe we should take a holiday's picture and put him in Ken's spot so that he's like our guest host tonight. I need something to lean. What's that? I need something to lean my phone. Um, use the bottle. Use the jack. I did. It's, too, it's not strong enough. Oh. That's why I have mine with kickstand. That's what I heard. Uh, we're getting ready soon, folks. Get a block of wood. I'll use our broke-ass stamper. Oh, there you go. That'll work. It's cast iron. I won't go nowhere. All right. Yeah, Kenny's in for a lube job tonight, so he uh, will not be joined. Oh my Gotta God, oil up his joints. Yeah. I do an Oscar. All right, you ready? Ready, sir. All right, you want to lead it off? Sure. How about it? Hello, and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your host, Worshipful Brother Joe. And right, Worshipful Brother George Mudry. And tonight, we're going to uh, revisit and pick up where we left off on the Lost Book of Enki. Right there. Uh, but before we do that, I know we had a few five-star reviews that uh, Worshipful Brother Ken sent over to us um, since then. So let me pull those up and get ready to read those. I believe we left off with Blind Brother. So we've had three hey, more. Joe, before we do that. Yeah, go ahead. We had a we had a pretty significant attack in Kabul today where uh, 13 servicemen passed away. Uh, by some piece of shit with a bomb. So uh, I want to toast the uh, the fallen and the injured. Absolutely. That, uh, passed away today. Why don't you so, leave uh, that one? Brother, right hand arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. 
Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. All right, Joe, continue now. Sorry. All right, no worries. Um, going on our five-star reviews, first one is great podcast with awesome, enlightening content. I do have an important question, though. Did you have to go to a custom furniture store to get a chair that is tall enough to lift right worshipful brother George up high enough to be even with the other brothers? Yes. Have a good evening, brethren. That is from Daddy, 7349. Hi, Daddy. I'm actually sitting on two pillows, to be truth. Next one is from CR underscore Bell. Excellent content. Always entertaining and informative. I enjoy the interactions of the three men who are Masons and just as clearly friends. As a newly raised Master Mason, I'm grateful for all the education I'm getting from them. And last but... Uh, no, I'm sorry. We have two more. Mm. We've got uh, Sigor Man. Uh, five stars. Not only is this a serious podcast about Freemasonry, they are also hilarious as a whole new way to learn an art with history. Keep up the toast. Feeling we'll be We're doing funny. a few tonight. We're funny. Yeah. Do you know why Masons wear aprons? Why do Why do Masons wear aprons, George? To, to hide their working tools. Oh Christ! Continue. Hey, cheers to those who are still working. <laughs> Uh, last one is from Jbox304. How appropriate. Love the podcast. Hey, brothers, I've recently started listening to the podcast from the very first episode going all the way through, and I love it. It's lighthearted and fun, and y'all don't take yourselves too seriously while at the same time making it educational and informative. I'm a first... Oh, wow, this is a long one. I'm a first-generation Freemason from Alabama and have been in the craft for going on five years now, but due to being away at college... Traveling back and forth wasn't very active until the beginning of this year. Now that I'm back in my home lodge regularly, I was recently elected to be placed in the South. My best friend, Michael Rodriguez, was placed in the West, being young Masons, both 26. I can't tell you how much of a help your podcast is with all the great info. Y'all, and these are his y'alls, I'm not putting them in, put out, and how much I enjoy it. Keep up the great work, brother Joshua Box, Junior Warden, Winfield Lodge, number 304 F and A M Winfield, Alabama. All right, Joey, lead it. Brother, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. What is that, honey? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Sean Osler. Not much. Just on my way back to the NICU. Good luck to you, brother. That. Uh, it sucks, but we're pulling for you. All right. I'll give you a little bit more. Oh, boy. It's going to be one of those. Why not? All right. So, uh, I think that's all we got for toast. So, uh, please like, share, and subscribe. And, uh, Joe, tell them about Discord. Yes. So you, too, can get access to our content on Discord by joining Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you can get exclusive access to all Patreon content our multiple Discord channels, uh, and that elusive gold tone Freemasons podcast pen. I know we've had a, quite a few new Discord members lately, so mm -hmm. if you have not uh, reached out to Brother Rafferty and let him know that you need your pin, please do so. Uh, go ahead and just pop a note in Discord, and we'll make sure he gets in touch with you and, and you get that pin. Right. Um, it may take a little while, but 
Um, that's it for all as little as five dollars a month you can uh, help support us you can help us do things like upgrade mm-hmm. our equipment uh, your support helped us build this uh, mm-hmm. the studio here with the, the paneling the, the mm-hmm. desk the new microphones everything so your support is greatly appreciated and beer money on patreon beer, beer money, money. <laughs> beer money is important <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into, uh, so again, I started reading this uh, Lost Book of Enki. I've done quite a couple of podcast special episodes about this thing. Uh, Interesting book. Um, I'm not reading it to try to sway anybody's mind, but it is interesting. Uh, You'll you'll notice in this book, and I've said it uh, multiple times before, there is a lot of... uh, correlating things that correlate with the Bible and even parts of Freemasonry, too. Uh, Specifically, they talk about the 33rd and all that stuff and 33 and the ancient mystery schools and all that stuff. uh, But this particular tablet we're going to get into is the ninth tablet. I'm going to try to read this as best as I can with the mic close to my face. Um, This tablet is basically, I'm going to give you the synopsis of the ninth tablet. I think I read it on the last one, but I haven't done this in a while, so I'm going to read it again. Uh, Just... FYI, it's hot as hell up here. It is really freaking hot. I'm sitting here doing nothing and sweating. Uh, so let's get into the synopsis of the ninth tablet. Have you ever heard this, Joe? Have you listened? I have not. I, I'm familiar with some of the stuff. I haven't uh, sat mm-hmm. down and read it in depth, but I'm very curious uh, what's in the ninth tablet. So, as we know, that's a significant number mm-hmm. in Freemasonry, and I'm just wondering if there's any correlation. Um... I think this is the tablet that has to do a lot of the story of the Book of Enoch. So uh, maybe you can draw correlations, especially beer money, Oscar Tech. <laughs> You're damn right. Damn right, especially beer money. So let's get into the synopsis of the ninth tablet. Uh, mankind pro- proliferates. Adapa's line serves as royalty defying Enlil. Um, Marduk espouses an earthling female. This is where I was talking about the Book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. Celestial, dis- Ooh, excuse me, the celestial disturbances and climate changes affect Lamu. Lamu, we knew, is uh, uh, Mars, I believe. Okay. Um, they called the uh, Earth with Key. Um, that's why he got his name N Key. Ah, gotcha. uh, his original name was Ea or E A. Um, and then when he came to Earth, they bestowed the title of Enki on him, Lord of Earth. Um, for those who don't know what Anunnaki stands for, it is uh, Sumerian for uh, from from those whom heaven came to Earth, basically is what it boils down to. Um, and they called the planets different things, Lamu and all this other stuff. Um, uh, our, our moon, I think, was called Kingle. King, hmm. Kingu. Kingu is what it was called. Okay. And... Uh, it is funny, and again, just a stupid correlation that I make, but uh, we call Earth, you know, Earth, right? Yeah, Earth, first, Terra. First two, little, first two letters of Earth are? Yeah. 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 I always found that interesting. But anyway, let's continue on. Uh, celestial disturbances and climate changes affect Lamu. The Aigigi, which are the, well, I guess you can compare them to the Watchers in the Bible, or the Nephilim. Okay. Um, the Aigigi were the... Anunnaki, who went on Mars to, to to basically be on Mars for a way station for gold, because that was what they were after. And I'm kind of just speeding everybody up here for those who haven't heard it. Um, and what their job was to do is, after the Anunnaki, or humans, uh, mined the gold, it would get sent up to Lamu, or Mars, 
And uh, from there, the Aigigi would send it off to Nibiru, which is supposedly their planet, according okay. to Zechariah Sitchin here. Um, so they descended to Earth, and they seize Earthling females as wives. Uh, the promiscuous Enki gets a human son, Zizudra. Droughts and pestilences cause suffering on Earth, and Lil sees it as fated retribution for, you know, humans, you know, basically intermingling with the Anunnaki. Yeah. Um, uh, he, and he wants to return home. Ninma, who we've made correlations, I, I think I did it on uh, the last episode. Um, Ninma, when we were talking about apathy. Mm-hmm. Ninma is, I guess, loosely correlated to the the Mother Mary. Yes. Yep. Um, By the way, good episode. I listened to that on one of my drives. Yeah, uh, that was back pretty good. From Ohio. <laughs> um, Ninma, aged by the Earth cycles, because again, uh, these people, the, these Anunnaki, supposedly had what we would call immortality, where they lived for thousands of years. And it's interesting that there is actually what's called a King's List which is an actual Sumerian tablet that talks about how this king lived and, and, and reigned for, you know, 300 and some thousand years. And allegedly, wasn't, didn't, I know there are some biblical characters that lived a really long time. Noah. I think Noah, mm-hmm. Abraham, mm-hmm. I think even King Solomon had a, a, a lifespan far exceeding that of the, of the time. So... Uh, the way that it's explained in this book, and this is why I really like this book, is because they actually break it down and let you understand. Or they try to tell you, he explains to you why. And the, the theory was is that Nibiru has a very elliptical orbit. So it goes way, way far out into the far reaches of the solar system by the Kuiper belt. And then it makes a revolution around our sun every 36,000 years. So if you think about it, you know, the reason why we age so fast is because we're zipping around that big giant glowing ball and you know, earth you know, the earth is constantly moving very, very fast, believe it or not. Um, but Nibiru moves much slower. This uh planet of the Anunnaki moves much, much slower. So they live longer because of that. It reminds me of that scene from one of the Superman movies where he actually flies the earth backwards to reverse time and he reverses the spin on the earth right well i mean you could even go to the movie interstellar remember when matthew mcconaughey came back and his daughter was like on her deathbed but he was still young as hell yeah i mean mean, that's pretty much the concept is that time moves differently and actually i think it's even been proven because i mean even uh the clocks i think on the apollo moon missions were actually like what three or four minutes behind Earth? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. where it's it actually time was it's slowed down. One of Einstein's down. theory, which right. is theory of relativity, that Correct. time is relative depending on your environment right. and the situation, and it can be right. distorted. Right. So it would make these Anunnaki, in a sense, almost immortal com- c- compared to us. You know what I mean? Right. We we as oh well, you know, that Sumerian god's going to live to be you know six hundred thousand years old, and we're going to die in less than a hundred. You know. Um, so they'd seen them as immortal. Um, so, but now that they're on planet Earth, they're aging much faster. So that's why it says uh, Ninma, aged by Earth cycles, also wants to return. A mystery emissary warns them not to defy their destiny. Uh, signs increase of the coming cal- uh, the coming calamitous uh, deluge. So we're getting into the flood now. Flood, yeah. uh, most Anunnaki depart back to Nibiru and Lil. 
enforces a plan to let mankind perish. So this is where you're getting the story about God getting rid of uh, basically mankind, letting them just perish in the, in right. the deluge um, or the great flood, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Enki and Ninma start to preserve Earth's life seeds. And this is something I kind of touched on with the apathy thing. So this is perfectly in line with the last episode. Where it made more sense with, with Noah perver- uh, preserving seeds yes. versus uh-huh. um, you know, taking one of each animal right. or two of each animal. Uh, Nurgle, Lord of the under, of the oh, excuse me, Lord of the lower world, is to issue the warning. Now you think the lower world would be underground? No, he actually was on the south pole or damn close to it. Okay. Um, so let's get into the ninth tablet here, and then we'll slowly, if you if you got something, just tap me on the shoulder, and we'll pick it apart as we go. Uh, I'm excited to read this stuff because this is some wild shit here. It's uh, quite interesting. Uh, does it have anything to do with Freemasonry? Eh, not really. But I love a good story. No, but it might be related to the ancient mysteries, which Correct. Freemasonry is right. somewhat tied somewhat to. Tied so there, to. there could be some type of lineage, it's potentially. loosely, yeah. loosely in regards to Egypt and all that stuff and the Great Pyramids and everything. It's like your third cousin twice removed. Right, right, right. Um, the only thing I will say is I just want to, again, talk about this was... Uh, so I want to talk about this book real quick. Zechariah Sitchin was the guy who wrote this book. And uh, he wrote this book, but he was one of five people who were able to decipher Sumerian tablets and and understand Sumerian language. So he wrote this book uh, almost verbatim of what was going on, uh, according to Sumerian tablets, which we've already established were 5,000 years prior to the Bible. Yep. So, all right. So ninth tablet. Uh, in the days of Lumak, did Marduk and the Agigi with earthlings intermarry? In those days, earth and hardships were increasing. In those days on Lamu, with dryness and dust, the planet was enveloped. So what you're seeing is you're kind of getting a, a global warming type situation mm-hmm. going on here. Um, the Anunnaki who decrees the fates. It's interesting, too, how they use this. Real quick before I get into they There's two things that they talk about, destiny and fate. What's destiny is things that cannot be changed. But fate is something you can play with. So, uh, the Anunnaki who decrees the fates Enlil and Enki and Ninma with each other consulted. Again, there's your three top gods. Yep. Um, the Trinity. The so Trinity, in a sense. Yep. Uh, so, uh, real quick, I'll just go back onto the Anunnaki ranking system that uh, the, uh, they, 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 they did their... They counted in sixes, right? I've talked about this, in, I think, in the beginning of the tablets, but they counted in sixes. Uh, we still do this today. How much is a dozen? Yeah. Or a half wow. dozen? Yeah. Go to go to Dunkin' Donuts and ask for a deca. What's that? Deca? A deca usually, of donuts. Never heard it used, but deca is usually ten. Ten. Yeah. People look at you like you were freaking nuts. Yeah. But you ask for six or twelve. Eggs, six, twelve. Why do they come like that? Something to think about. We still use this today. 360 degrees of a circle. It's six times. It's derivative of yeah, six. Derivative or... of six. Um, oh, isn't this around the same time as Gilgamesh? Oh, James Purvis. Actually, uh, Gilgamesh came later. Uh, he was a later story, um, and he, it is in this book, though. So uh, at some point later in uh, the book, I'll get to that. But. 
Uh, let me continue with the ninth tablet here. Uh, the Anunnaki decrees the fates Enlil, Enki, and Ninma with each other consulted. What conditions on Earth and Lamu were altering, they wondered. So um, they're wondering why all of a sudden there's this global warming thing going on. Uh, I just want to be clear again. This is written pretty much, I, th I believe, verbatim. So the wording and the way it translates to English is going to sound a little screwy, but just follow with me. In the Abzu, which we talked about was uh, Lower Africa, um, at the tip of the white land facing, instruments for observing they installed. So we're talking about South Africa, if you really want to get technical. Um, in the charge of Nurgle, the son of Enki, and his spouse Ereshigal, the instruments were put. To the land beyond the seas, Ninurta was assigned. In the mountain land, a bond heaven-earth to establish. On Lamu, Mars, the Agigi were restless. To pacify them, Marduk was the task given. Until what are the hardships causing? The way station on Lamu must be kept. Again, way station as in weighing the gold. Yep. Uh, so to Marduk, the leader said, The three who fates decree with each other consulted. They looked at each other. How old the others are. Each one of their, uh, each one of the others thought, Enki, who the death of Adapa was grieving, Adapa being, uh, and it's funny, uh, Adapa was, so the first human was Adamu, and he was said to have been the clay of the earth. Right. So Adam, Adapa, ad, that's made from yeah, Adam, God's mm -hmm. image from clay, correct, from dirt or sand, whichever. So later, Enki ended up screwing around with a human. Uh, and he ended up birth or the, the, not him, but the uh, the human female ended up birthing a son who was named Adapa, and I think that's interesting because it's kind of where you get your word adapt. Mm -hmm. Kind Perhaps. of, right? Uh, but uh, so anyway, continuing on, uh, he was the first one to speak. Enki, that is, more than one hundred shars. Again, shars are three uh, three thousand six hundred years since my arrival have passed. To his brother and sister, he said, I was then a dashing leader. Now now I am beard, bearded, tired, and old. So old man, gray, yep. beard. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, a typical image of, of most God. gods. Yeah. Right. Um, an enthusiastic hero I was for command and an adventure ready, and Lil said. Now I have children who have children, all unearthborn. Old on earth we became, but those on earth born are even older sooner. So what you're seeing is is that their sons are actually looking older than them because they were born on earth. Right. Whereas Enlil Enki and Ninma were born on Nibiru, which they you know, their native planet would give them the slower life cycle. Uh let's see what we got here. Uh sending positive vibes. Jedi Dick Sensei. Oh, <laughs> uh, that cracked me up. Thank you. I needed that. Uh, now I have, uh, excuse me, old on, uh, let's continue on. Uh, so he's basically talking about his sons are, are older. Uh, so did Enlil to his brother and sister ruefully say. As for me, an old sheep they call me. So did Ninma witfully say. While the others have been coming and going, earth uh, uh, turns on earth to serve taking. 
We, the leaders, have stayed and stayed. Perchance it is time to leave, so did and will stay. In other words, he's saying, let's get the fuck out of here and go back to Nibiru. Um, of that did I often wonder, to them Enki was saying, each time one of us three to revisit Nibiru wished, word from Nibiru always are coming there to prevent it. In other words, the people on Nibiru were like, no, nah, you ain't coming back here. Interesting. Of that, I too did wonder, and Lil was saying, is it a thing on Nibiru, a thing on Earth? So he's basically going back like, uh, what do they consider us, like the, the black sheep of the family? Like yeah. we're not allowed to come back? Uh, perchance the life cycles that differ it concerns, so was Ninma saying, to watch and see what transpires the three leaders decided. At that time, fate or was it destiny? into the hands the matters took for it came to pass that soon thereafter marduk to his father enki came a matter of gravity so again marduk is the babylonian god um of ancient babylon uh but in according to the sumerian tablets it was also enki's firstborn son so he comes to his father and he says, uh, Upon the earth, the three sons of Enlil spouse have chosen Ninurta Bao of Anu, a young, young daughter he has espoused. Ninar has chosen Ningal. Ishur Shala has taken. By Nurgle, your son Ereshkigal of, of Enlil, a granddaughter, as a spouse has taken. By threats to kill her, her consent from her was extracted. Oh, shit. Tried killing his old lady. <laughs> uh, to await my espousal, being your firstborn, Nurgle did not wait. So, I guess, apparently, the firstborn son is, uh, I guess they have to get married in line, is kind of what he's saying. But Nurgle, which was his younger brother, got married first. It's kind of what I'm driving at here because it says to wait my espousal being your firstborn, Nurgle did not await. The other four in deference, my espousal are waiting. A bride I wish to choose to have a spouse is my desire, so did Marduk to his father say. Uh, your words happy make me, and Enki to Marduk was saying. Your mother too shall rejoice. So he's excited. Yeah, my son's getting married. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, to hold his words to Ninki, Marduk, with a raised hand to his father, motioned. He's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down here, Dad. You're not going to like what the hell I got coming here. <laughs> uh, is she one of the young ones who heal and succor give? So what is succor? Succor. Um, I know we use it in our ritual. We want to, it's, yes. it's succor. Succor, thank um, you. Because we don't want to say, because we use it in conjunction with the poor. And we certainly don't want to succor. <laughs> the poor. Um, I, I, I believe it's another term for comfort, if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah, comfort. To, to help, okay. to comfort. To I mean, my mind went absolutely down in the gutter. I mean, instantly. So. Well, that's one of the things. Anybody <laughs> doing a Masonic ritual, especially if you're doing an installation and it's a semi-public event, you don't want to get up there and say that we're going to do this, this, and this and sucker the poor. Um, make sure you, you understand the pronunciation of some of these words. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so Enki went on to ask. He was asking his son, is it one of the young girls that, that uh, uh, takes care of you, in a sense? <laughs> Which could be a whole bunch of different right. things. A descendant of Adapa she is, of Earth, not Nibiru, is she, Marduk softly whispered. 
So a descendant of Adapa being the Earthborn? Earthborn human. Yeah. Um guessing that's not gonna go over very well. No. So she, it's a human he wants to take as a wife. With a puzzled look, Enki was speechless. Then uncontrolled words he shouted. Oh god, I wish I was a fly in the wall in that room. <laughs> I wonder what the uh, curse words in Sumerian would look I, like. I don't know. F U C T? F U C U? I see where uh, you're going. You see where I'm going. I see where you're going. Um, with a puzzle, uh, a prince of Nibiru, a firstborn to succession entitled, an earthling will espouse. Not an earthling, but you're of your own offspring, to him, Marduk said. A daughter of Enkmi, who to heaven was taken she is. Serapant is her name. Enki, his spouse, Ninki, summoned to her what with Marduk transpired, he related. Oh, boy. So Ninki went, Enki went and got his old lady. You got, you got, you, you got you Marduk's wait, mommy. He's like, hey, wait, wait, wait till your mother gets home. Uh, wait till your mother, wait gets, till home, your yeah. mother gets home. Sharon! <laughs> she walks in and goes, oh, wait till you get a load of this. Come on in. I got some good news for you. Have a seat. I could see him sitting in the couch and be like, so uh, Marduk wants to get married. I'm She's thinking like, oh, it's a that's lazy great. Boy. I envision it more as a, a lazy boy recliner. <laughs> yeah, like Archie Bunker sitting just, in the chair. Just just strumming his fingers. She's like, oh, that's great. He wants to get married. He's like, yeah, but wait. Here's oh, wait, the no, onion. Wait, yeah. Here's the onion. <laughs> um, uh, to Ninki, his mother, Marduk, his heart's desire repeated and said, when Enkimi with me was journeying and of heaven and earth him i was teaching what my father once had said i with my own eyes witnessed step by step on this planet a primitive being one like us to be we have created it, it let me continue ready listen to this yeah. in our image and in our likeness civilized earthlings is except for the long life he is we. So what Marduk is basically saying is, uh, we created civilized men. Now I want to make a distinction here because they considered Adamu, who was the first human, just a worker. Adapa is the first civilized human. So they make that distinction there. Um, and then he goes on to say, uh, in our image and in our likeness, civilized earthling is. So in other words, he looks like them right except for his long life he is we so when we sit here and we do our masonic ritual we talk oh not masonic ritual but when we talk about how uh, uh the apothecary mm -hmm. what is it called Apothe apotheosis 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 of, of people it's kind of where this comes from in it, a sense in a sense it does because it, it's kind of Saying that uh, we are yeah. gods, we are right. the gods, we and are we just like them. Exactly. So, I I find that fascinating to think about that. A daughter of Enkimi, my fancy caught her. I to espouse. I wish <clears throat> Ninki her son's words pondered, and the maiden does she your gaze appreciate? So did Marduk ask. 
so did she Marduk ask. In other words, Ninki, his his mother, is asking, so did she does she want to marry you? Or uh you just think you're gonna grab her by the hair and drag her into the cave in the cave and you know. Which is pretty much in if you follow Greek mythology and a lot of mythology, that's kinda <laughs> right. what the gods did. That's kinda what Zeus did a couple right. times. Yes. Uh this is not the matter to consider, Enki with his raised voice said. If our son this shall do to Nibiru with his spouse, he will never go. His princely rights on Nibiru, will, he will forever forsake. So in other words, if he marries a human, you're out of the family. In right. a sense. To this really Mar starting to sound like Archie Bunker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to this, Marduk, with a bitter laughter, responded, My rights on Nibiru are non-existent. Even on Earth, my rights as firstborn have been trampled. This... Indeed is my decision. From Prince, a king on Earth become the master of this planet. That will play big time later into this book. Yeah. Let it so be, Ninki said. Let it so be, Enki said. Interesting that uh, Ninki wasn't the original name of her. Her name was changed. Um, and in Sumerians, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to pick up a correlation on this one. But Enki got his name notice her name is ninki so her name became like him yes so she took who him. does that in in modern day everybody every goddamn well, human being except for maybe like some of these fringe you mean the bra burners them you know some of these you know these millennials are a little different but but but, no, yeah, but that's where it comes from the name yeah this that's where it comes from. Right here, folks. When you said Ninki, the first thing I thought of was Ninkampoop. <laughs> Maybe it's short for that. They summoned Matashudal, the bride's brother, of Marduk's wish to them they told. Uh-oh. So they went and got the, the human male. He ain't gonna do shit. Come on. These are gods. They stood apparently over eight feet tall. Right, which is where you so, get some of these legends. Yeah, hey, let's go get her brother. Are you good with this? Well, and but there was actually discussion, like you, you talk about some biblical references, and you talk about Goliath was a giant, mm. and the the children of some of these uh, God earthbound women, um, the product of their right, were big, were, were they were half gods, they were demigods, mm. and a lot of them were big, and there there was actually even and, uh, a, I think there was a show on Travel Channel that was followed uh, Brother Scott Walter's show. Mm where these two guys up in Rhode Island were like looking for remnants and remains right. of giants. Right. You, know, well, you talk about two rows of teeth and so James Pr uh, Pruvis, if you're still uh, if you're still watching and you're on here, uh, that's Gilgamesh. Yep. Gilgamesh was a demigod, half human, half Anunnaki. So uh, anyway, I'll continue on here. Um, so they went and got the brother. I mean, he's a human. He can do shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm what four foot two. Am I gonna take a swipe? Swipe at Ken? Probably not. I can't reach that high. You were definitely not the product of the Anunnaki. <laughs> Humbled with joy and overwhelmed, Matashul was. Let it so be, he said. When the decision Enkil, uh, when the decision, when of the decision Enlil, this is the other chief god who's actually Enlil is Lord of the Command. He was the highest of them on Earth. When he was told, with fury he was seized. It was one thing for the father with earthlings intercourse have. He's talking about Enki banging the earthling and making. Uh, right. It is another matter for the son of an earthling to espouse lordship on her to bestow. 
So what that basically means is he's a prince. What does the human become? Princess. Right. When Ninma of the matter was told, greatly disappointed she was. This is uh, his aunt, I guess you can say. Marduk, any maiden of ours could espouse, even from my own daughters by Enki he could choose. So there, this is kind of where you get your incest, too. Your story of royalty having, you know... Which was very prevalent relations, to preserve uh, having bloodline. Having relations to preserve the bloodline, but this is where it comes from, again. Half-sisters, as in the royal custom, he would espouse, so did Ninma say. No, oh, okay, so he couldn't marry or espouse a full... Um, a full sister, but it could be a, a um, half-sister, is what she said. With fury and lil to Anu... Like uh, West Virginia. Uh, with fury and lil to Anu. Now we know who Anu is. Anu, Anu A N U was the chief god on Nibiru. He was he was the creme de la creme. He was he's your Zeus. He's your uh, Jupiter. Your Jupiter. He's your Odin. He's Odin. He's your number one guy. He's the he's the top dog here. Uh, if you want to compare it to the mob, and Lil and uh, and Lil's the underboss. He's the Gaddy, if you will. Anu is the Castellano. Anyway. It didn't work out well for Castellano, but moving on. Um, with went Fury... The, went and, to the prom with a Castellano. <laughs> True story. And you survived? I was, I was good. I think we talked about it in our Mafia episode. I behaved. Uh, Matt Goldswiggle. Good evening. Good evening. With Fury and Lil to Anu on Nibiru of the matter's words he beamed up. Too far has this behavior gone. It cannot be allowed to Anu the king and... Uh, to Anu the king and Lil said, "They got work on their work. They got to work on their apostrophes. Damn it! On Nibiru, Anu the counselor summoned the matter with urgency to discuss. So he had his own presidential cabinet, if you will. In the rule books of such a matter, no rule they found. Anu the savants also summoned the matter's consequences to discuss." On Nibiru, so this is a big ass deal right here. Yeah. <laughs> on Nibiru, Adapa, the maiden's progenitor, could not stay. To Anu, they were saying. In other words, uh, on Nibiru, Adapa, uh, he couldn't stay on on couldn't stay on Nibiru. So they're kicking his ass out of Nibiru. Therefore, to return to Nibiru with her, Marduk forever must be barred. Oh, scratch that. I'm saying, in other words, she can't come to Nibiru. So Marduk and uh, well, Marduk and his old lady, or soon-to-be old lady, uh, can't come to Nibiru. Indeed, having to Earth cycles become accustomed, even without her, Marduk's return impossible might be. That's interesting. Because, I mean, science has pretty much said that, you know, humans might not survive on certain planets depending on the cycles around the planet, including the mass of a planet. It's like, what is it, Jupiter? If we went, ever went on Jupiter, we'd just get smushed to the damn bottom. Yeah, I we, think the gravitational pull is so and extreme I think, that it, you would just... And I think Mars was the opposite. You'd stretch. You'd lose muscle mass, and you'd actually stretch because there's less atmosphere, there's less resistance. Now, I think it's interesting how... This is 5,000-year-old text here now. You know what I mean? And right, they're already right. talking about shit that we're just realizing Space now. Space travel. Space travel. Time, and different, Distortion. Yeah. Interesting. Indeed, having Earth cycles become. Uh, hey, Joe. Hey. Why don't you kick that light on behind you? Because I'm getting a little, uh, I'm getting a little cross-eyed here. Thank you, sir. Let there be light. And there was light. And there was light. Uh, 
So were the savants to a new saying, with that the counselors to agreed. Let the decision to earth be beamed, Anu was saying. Marduk, marry, he can, but on Nibiru, a prince, he shall be no more. So he pretty much has to, if he's going to marry, a, Secede, in essence, right. marry a commoner. Pull the hinge, he, he, he pulled the Prince Harry. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Sorry, I need something to wet my whistle. Um, uh, the decision by Enki and Marduk was accepted, and Lil two to the uh, and Lil two to the word from Nibiru bowed. In other words, he's see you don't screw around with Anu is what I've kind of pretty much gathered out of this book. It's like once he says, once he says that's it, that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the master of our lodges, right? Kind of like my dad. It's like, don't make me get off this couch. Once you got off the couch, that was it. There was no turning back. The biggest scare I've ever had was the sound of the recliner closing. <laughs> See, my dad used to snap the belt. That the was belt. always the take the belt and do the. Yeah, the sound of the oh, recliner closing. Because if you knew that recliner was was closing up. <laughs> You knew your ass was screwed. Yeah, and there was no. There was no. Oh, doors. let me just let me just let me just fake like I'm gonna go after them to scare them. Oh no! Once they committed, they yeah. were committed. Nope, nope. It's like once I get up off this recliner or this couch, like right, uh, it's on. It's on. There's no stopping. <laughs> no halfway. Uh, let there be a wedding celebration in Eridu. Let it be. Eridu being uh, the chief city at the time. Ninki to them said in the Eden. Interesting. Again, talked mm -hmm. about it. E D I N, not E D E N, but in the Eden, which is where they first landed and set up their uh, kind of like a laboratory, no? Like it's where they set up their. It's where they set up shop, right? In a sense, but it that's also their, where like a lot of this, uh, uh, you know, when you talk about the tree of knowledge and, mm. um, you know. The creation of earthlings, like that's right. kind of where this all took yeah. place. So he says, uh, in the Eden, Marduk and his bride cannot stay, and Lil the commander announced. This is the second time he's told him to get the fuck out. So they got he God. And his wife got thrown out of here. Thrown Eden. out. Yep. Sounds like a familiar story. Yeah. And there was one earlier of when uh Enki you know, earlier in the book it talked about how Enki gave uh humans, uh male and female, the ability to procreate because we didn't originally have it. And uh, once they started covering themselves with fig leaves, and Lil flipped out because he realized that the humans knew what those were knew for. what the hell they were for. <laughs> um, a domain of their own, away from the Eden, in another land. So did Enki to Enlil say of Marduk being sent away. Enlil, with consent to himself, was thinking, "To what land? Of what domain are you speaking?" Enlil to his brother Enki said, "Now, now the picture of this." Uh, picture this on a map, okay? We've already—I've pretty much established on here that Eden we know is the Mesopotamia, right? Sidonia, whatever you want to call it, right? In between the Tigris and Euphrates, we've talked about the Abzu, um, and I—the I, I, lower lands as they called it, and, and I pretty much came up with the, and other people have come up and said that's basically southern Africa yeah. because that's where a lot of gold comes out of or came out of. There are still mines to this day that are down there that, you know, they're gold mines that look like they were laser cut. You ever seen these? No. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, but uh, so he's talking here, a picture on a map, a domain above the Abzu in the land that the upper seas reach 
one that by waters from Eden is separated, that by ships can be reached. So where do the Tigris and Euphrates dump off into? Are they in... Where are they? Egypt? The Tigris no. and Euphrates are in, are in Iraq. Okay. They go straight up from Kuwait through Iraq and right dump into basically the Mediterranean. Uh, so did Enki to Enlil say, let it so be, Enlil said. In Iridu, a wedding celebration, Ninki from Marduk and Serapant arranged. Her people, by the sound of a copper drum, the ceremony announced, with seven tambourines, her sisters, and bride to her spouse presented. A great multitude of civilized earthlings in Eridu assembled like a coronation to them the wedding was. Young Anunnaki also attended, Aigigi from Lamu, and great numbers came. To celebrate their leader's wedding of Nibiru and Earth, a union to witness they we came. So did the Aigigi their arrival in large numbers explain. Check your shoes, Joe. I smell the bullshit. I'll get into it. Now this is the account of how the Agigi, the daughters of the earthlings, abducted. Now, tell me, Joe, you ever read the book of Enoch? No, but I'm familiar with it. The Nephilim? Yes. Or the Watchers? Yes. Took what? And did relations with them. Oh, they took human women. But in, it specifically says the daughters of man. So, where do you hear how this is explained here? Now, this is the account of how the Agigi and the daughters of Earthling abducted. Mm -hmm. And how... A f I mean, really? I'm trying to read, dude. Put a silencer on it. I hear you. <laughs> I'm not a motorcyclist, so... And how the afflictions followed and Zuzudra, oddly, was born. In great number did the Aigigi from Lamu to Earth come. Only one-third of them on Lamu stayed. To Earth came 200. To be with their leader, Marduk, his wedding celebration to attend was their explanation. Unbeknownst to Enlil and Enki was their secret. To abduct and have conjugation was their plot. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Another... Um analogy i want to draw here we talked about adam and eve getting thrown out mm -hmm. of the kingdom however you know when you, you when you talk about the nephilim and the watchers uh some have taken those to be the fallen angels those that went against god mm -hmm. um who were also banished from heaven now um primarily for um fornicating with human women right so so so, so let's there's break a lot it down to this here. let's break it down to this now okay and Lil was the chief god on Earth. So the Aigigi were controlled by Marduk. Yeah. Right? Which was not Enlil's. And he was against the Aigigi, Marduk's uh, workers. Yeah. Basically hooking up with, with human women. Right. So, I mean, there you go. You would call them fallen angels because they fell out of his grace. He was pissed exactly. off about it. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. And you, you can't come here anymore. Right. 
Unbeknownst to the leaders on Earth, a multitude of Agigi on Lamu got together. When to Marduk permitted is from us two should... Uh, let me try it. What, uh, tough read here. What to Marduk permitted is from us two should not be deprived to each other, they said. What they're basically saying is Marduk can marry human women. Why the hell can't we? Right. Uh, enough of suffering and loneliness if... Uh, of not offspring spring ever having was their slogan. In other words, we're up here working our balls off. <laughs> we ain't got no offspring. We ain't got no kids. We're just right. literally working here all the time. But you get to do it. Yeah. You'll get to do it, but we don't. Uh, during their comings and goings between Lamu and Earth, the daughters of the Earthlings, the Adapite, females, as them they called the Adapite. So, again, daughters of Adapa. Um, Very similar to Aphrodite. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I never thought of that. Goddess of That's love. That's a good one. So, very and she was supposed to be beautiful, and everybody yeah. wanted her and all that stuff. That's a good... You know what? Goddamn, Joe. I'm glad you're doing this, man. I never yeah. even really thought about that. They saw, and after them, they lust, lusted. Oh, there you go, Joe. <laughs> and to each other, the plotter said, Come, let us choose wives from among the Adapite females, and children beget. One among, uh, one among them, Shamgaz, his name was, their leader became. Even if none of you agrees, I alone the deed shall do to the others, he said. If a penalty for the sin shall be imposed, I alone for all of you shall I bear. One so this, this is sounding an awful lot like, um, you know, the what is referred to commonly as Lucifer, the head of the yep. fallen angels, kind of mm-hmm. saying, no, we're, hey, you can come with me. You know, I'm doing it. Where it comes from. It's, it, it's <laughs> very similar to, uh, and I forget exactly what his name was before they, uh, when he was an arch- archangel. I, he had a different his, name. His name was Lucifer. Was it? Because I know Lucifer oh, no. never mentioned it was, uh, it was, uh, it was no. I'll look it up. Shema, Shemal? Shemel? Semile. Yes. Samael. Yes. Yes. She's now been converted into a demon's name. Because yes. That's what they want to. Samael. That's right. Uh, so he says, uh, one by one, the others in plot joined together by an oath together to do it. They swore this right here. I'm sorry. This is your, this is right here. Your, your, your battle of heaven. Basically amounting right here. By the time of Marduk's wedding, 200 of them in the landing place descended. Upon the great platform in the Cedar Mountains, they came down. I think we've established that as Lebanon. Yep. Um, that's Cedar Mountains. I mean, there's a fucking Cedar flag on, on the and, Lebanon flag. And that's actually a, an appendant body of Freemasonry is the tall cedars of Lebanon. Bingo. I know, God, you know what, Joe? I, I, I'm freaking proud of you right now, I man. I get a little bit every once in a while. Holy shit. From there to Eridu they journeyed. Among the toilings, earthlings they passed. See, I'm really looking forward to reading this right here because this is your story of the War of Heaven. Right. Where do you hear what happens with the Igigi? Let me continue. Together with the earthlings throng to, in Eridu they arrived after the wedding ceremony of Marduk and Serapant had taken place. By the signal, prearranged Shamgaz to the others a sign gave. No, again, let's go. We're doing this. An earthling maiden, each one of the Agigi seized. By force, they them abducted. To the landing place in the Cedar Mountains, the Agigi with the females went into a stronghold 
the place they made to the leaders in a challenge they issued. Enough of depri- uh, deprivation and not having offspring. The Adapite daughters to marry we wish. Your, bre- your blessing to this you must give. Else by fire all on earth destroy we will. By fire. So let me read something to you. Fire This away. is from... It's the, st- goosebumps it's the story of the War of Heaven, and it's, it's from Milton's Paradise Lost. Yep. And John Milton. Good, good, yeah. good read. And um, you know, following the canonical Christian narrative, Satan convinces, and Satan in this instance, um, you know, is... Uh, you don't care, do you? No, correct. Right. Convinces Ken's, other angels... Give me Ken's glass. <laughs> no, you're not doing that. Um, convinces other angels to live free from the laws of God. Thereupon they are cast out of heaven. The epic poem starts with fallen angels in hell. The first portrayal of God in the books is given by fallen angels who describe him as a questionable tyrant and blame him for their fall. Outcast from heaven, the fallen angels establish their own kingdom in the depths of hell, which... Uh, actually, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, outcast from heaven, the fallen angels established their own kingdoms in the depths of hell, which a capital called Pandemonium. I did not realize that's where that came from. I thought it came from uh, Gorilla Monsoon, Bedlam, and Pandemonium. But unlike most earlier Christian, Christian representations of hell, it is not the primary place for God to torture the sinners, but the fallen angels' own kingdom. The fallen angels even build a palace, play music, and freely debate. Nevertheless, without divine guidance, the fallen angels themselves turn hell into a place of suffer. Um, so it's very similar to the story that you just told. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Almost identical. Yeah. Pretty wild. Uh, but this is where it comes from, folks. I mean, you're hearing it right here. So uh, basically he's saying, uh, if you don't let us have female wives, we're going to burn this bitch to the ground. All right. Um, Alarm the leaders were of Marduk and the Agigi commander charged to take uh, they demanded. What he's basically saying is, hey, Marduk, take charge of these sons of bitches. They're doing crazy shit right now. If in the matter, uh, if in the matter, I a solution must seek with the Agigi, my heart in agreement is. Oh, so Marduk basically said, yeah, I agree with him. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't grab no, that. No, no worries. I thought there was one up here. Was, oh, yeah, there is one here, Joe. There you go, brother. Grazie. Don't break the key. Grazie. You ever been to Nordelli's when they yeah, do that? Yeah, several times. When <laughs> they ring the bell? Yeah, they ring the bell. Whenever you tip them, that's when they do it. Uh, good afternoon, Daniel Valdez. Hey, Danny Valdez. All How right. Uh, so, basically, Marduk saying, I agree with them. They shouldn't be allowed to have wives. So did Marduk to the other say, what I have done from them cannot be deprived. Enki and Ninma, their heads shook with begrudging agreement they voiced. So he's saying, yeah, all right, go ahead, do it. All right, do what you want. Yeah. Uh. Only Enlil was enraged without pacification. Again. So, and I got, I've talked about this earlier, but you notice what's going on here? This is where you get your, your two gods in the Bible. Right? You had your wrathful God. Yes. And then you had your loving God. Enki was your loving God. He was the God who was in Christianity, I, I, I personally yeah, feel. The God in the Old Testament was, was a, a nasty son, of, son of a bitch. Yeah, he was. <laughs> like, he was very vengeful and, and very angry. 
This is where I think you get your story of and and Lil. And Lil was your pissed off. Nope, I'm God. We're gods. They don't get any of this crap. Right. Whereas you get Enki, he's like, eh, eh. I also think that's where you get your story of Lucifer and God. Or yeah. Lucifer, yeah, Lucifer and God. Samael, whatever you want to call him, right. Samael, but, but even when Lucifer has fallen, Lucifer was always seen the, oh, I'm a friend of man. I'm a friend of man. You know, and again, I think, again, Christianity perverted and everything. But you're getting Lucifer who's basically saying, give in to all, you know, give in. I mean, granted, they... Well, they, in the Christian version. In the yeah. Christian version. Oh, uh, Lucifer. Lucifer is the one who says, yeah, no, you go ahead and do it. You go ahead and right. do it. If it feels good, do it. But Whereas Lucifer, God's like, no, don't do it. And that's where you're getting your Enlil and your Enki. Enki right. saying, "Yeah, it's all right," you know. Well, and it's it's and there's, I'll draw another correlation here. So you have Lucifer, meaning light bringer, which light has always been considered knowledge in the ancient mysteries. So he's bringing light. Um, you know, same right. with um, Enki is bringing light to the slaves right. mm-hmm. and educating the. The right, common right, human, right. and it's the same story of Prometheus. So I want to, I want to literally cl- brought light yeah, yeah. to humans. So I want to be clear about something right here. For everybody who's Christian and freaking out and thinking that we're basically praising Lucifer, no, we're talking about the literal form of the gods here. We're not talking about good versus evil. I want to make no. you got to make a distinction between the two. We're not saying go ahead and do evil. That's not what we're saying. Go ahead and do bad. Lucifer was tied. To or Enki is tied to doing bad shit, but that's not what this story is saying. It's right. saying you have two different gods who were in disagreement about things. Right. One saying no, they they're just slaves. They should be kept in the dark. They should not right. know certain things. And the other gods like right. no. I need to make that distinction because people are gonna crucify us for that. They're gonna be like, oh, the see, they're saying Lucifer is the god, and Lucifer they yeah. worked devil worship. No, it's not what we're saying. Whenever I use the term Lucifer, I mean it in its literal translation of light, light bearer, bearer, light bringer. Um, which, if you think again about the story of Prometheus, who brought fire to man and got punished for it, um, you know, it, that's that's what I'm talking right. about. Is bringing the knowledge, bringing the light, not uh, correct. You know, Beelzebub and Satan and that kind of Lucifer. Right. So uh, let's continue on here. Uh, in the Eden, they cannot remain. Oh, hold on one second here. Uh, oh, Oscar TX nine five six just joined Patreon sweet. for as little as five dollars a month. Uh, I'll get you in very shortly, Oscar. Uh, don't use the link on the on the Patreon because it's it's to our old Discord server. We have a new one now. I'll get it to you sh- as soon as we're done with this. Um, but let me. Uh, so he and Lil was enraged without pacification. Um, uh, one evil deed by another has been followed. Fornication from Enki and Marduk the Agigi have adopted. In other words, we're basically following in Enki's and and in Marduk's footsteps. Our pride and sacred mission to the winds have been abandoned. By our own hands, this planet with earthling multitudes shall be overrun. It's powerful. Because yeah. what he's saying is the earthlings are going to take over this goddamn planet. And we're going to get kicked the fuck off. Right. And bring you to modern day. <laughs> we're right. here. They're not. Um, with much disgust was in Lil speaking. Let the Agigi and their females from earth depart. In other words, he's saying take your humans and get, get the fuck out of here, basically, in so, in so many words. Take your, take your little uh, putans and get, yeah, get out of here. Take your... <laughs> On Lamu, conditions unbearable have become. Surviving is not possible, so did Marduk and to Enlil and Enki say. So when, the, when they originally came, 
Mars actually had green grass and it was it was habitable. And now he's saying it's not. Like the winds are crazy, the dust storms are crazy. So you're seeing Mars starting to become the, telling the, the story. Desert planet. Yeah, it's becoming the desert yep. planet. It is. All right, let's put that out. All right, so uh, so uh, in the in in the Eden, they cannot remain, and Lil with anger shouted. Uh, with much disgust, he gathered and left. In his heart, things against Marduk and his earthlings was in Lil plotting. Here you go. We're building up against. We're, we're, we're now. We now have God being wrathful. Yep. Upon the landing platform in the Cedar Mountains, where the Igigi and their females secluded, children there to them were born. Children of the rocket ships, they were called. Interesting. Uh, and if you think rocket ships doesn't uh, doesn't convert over to Sumerian. There's the drawings that actually like show Din Gear. Ancient astronauts. Din Gear. Yeah. Look up the the uh honestly, if you guys want a little homework project, look up the Sumerian word Din Gear and look at the symbol. It looks exactly like a rocket ship. Yeah. Uh Marduk and Serapin, his spouse had also had children. Asar and Satu were their first two sons called. To the domain above the uh Abzu to him. And Serapent granted Marduk the Agigi invited to dwell in two cities that from his sons he had built Marduk the Agigi summoned some of the Agigi and their offspring to the domain in the dark hued land came dark hued land uh, on the landing platform in the Cedar Mountains Shamgaz and others did remain to the far east lands uh, lands of high mountains some of their offspring went and uh that's there there's your um there's your iran and turkey yep mountains or afghanistan if you will uh how marduk of earthlings his strength increases ninurta carefully observed what are enki and marduk scheming to his father and lil ninurta said ninurta is and lil's son so he's basically saying what the hell are these two up to they're pulling some shit right now like they're doing some shady shit uh, so you're starting to see the divide between the family. You know what I mean? Like yep. if you're looking at if you're again if you're looking at the war in heaven, you're seeing the divide happen. You know, uh, people are starting to take sides. They're starting to take sides. And again, most people are going to follow Enlil because he was the chief god. But you're going to get some people who are going to follow the other camp, which is where you get your two thirds or the one third of heaven rose up against God. Right. It's what you're seeing right here. This is what's happening. Uh, the earthlings by earthlings inherit will inherited will be the earth by earthlings inherited will be and Lil to Ninurta said, "Go the offspring of Cain or Cain, K A I N. Go the offsprings of Cain find with them a domain of your own prepare." So, so now just to to touch on the offspring of Cain. Um, so you know the story of Cain and Abel, obviously mm -hmm. both uh, sons of. So Adam in Sumerian, it was called K K N and A Bell. Same exact. And the offspring of Cain were considered to be cursed and and evil, mm -hmm. and in and in some stories, it might even be in Bram Stoker. Um, the, the vampires are considered vampires, offspring of Cain. He was considered the original well, vampire. And some of those, obviously, it's it's fiction. 
Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of the lineage of, of Kane's offspring has always been painted in that right uh, in that light. Another interesting thing. Uh, they were, according to this, the descendants of Cain were expelled and sent to a distant land. So they, his descendants were not eradicated, but they were sent to a distant land. Yep. One of the curses, if you read in the Bible, it talks about is that they were not allowed to grow facial hair. Name a people who do not grow facial hair. Come on, Joe. People that do not grow, grow facial. facial hair. The white man came and wiped them out with polio blankets. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I never thought of it that way. You're right. I've and they were indigenous an, here to the other side American of the globe. I've never seen American that had facial hair. Correct, You're right. Though. Wow, never thought of it. Interesting, though, huh? Very. <laughs> uh, to the other side of Earth, Ninurta went. The offspring of Cain he found. Other side of Earth. There you go. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, how tools to make and music to play, he taught them. How in mining to engage and smelt and refine, he showed them. How to build rafts of balsam trees, he showed them. To cross a great sea, he them guided. There you go. Interesting enough, uh, if you want to go into Aztec mythology, mm-hmm. their god, who was supposed to come back, was a white man. So when the... The uh, Spaniards show up. Yeah. They thought that, that was their, their God's God returning. Back. Yeah, well, they were wrong. <laughs> but it also, when you get in, there is some very ancient, when you talk about rafts and, and things like that, there are some very, very ancient sailing cultures mm. um, from back right. you know, to probably this this time that were, you know, when you whether you want to say biblical times or before biblical times, there's some very ancient uh, right. Sailing cultures. I got a little bit more to read, so let me just keep going. But I just also want to just say, also in addition to that, another thing that's interesting, even if you want to take it away from the Aztecs, if you look at the Micmac tribe in Canada. Oh God, yeah, that's. Oh. They called, they called Prince Henry, if you would believe that, when he showed up, Glooskop, a white man who was their god. So you have multiple uh, uh, Native American cultures revering the white man as god which if you look at the micmac tribes flag their nation's flag right. and the sinclair family flag it's identical it's identical with the exception it's like reversed where there's right. just uh, i think there's a moon and a star on it they're just right. on opposite sides of the flag right. other than that they're absolutely identical so that goes to show you how revered mm. uh some of these folks were in the new land, a domain they established, a city with twin towers they were built. In the new city? Is that what you said? In a new land, a, a new domain land. they established, a city with twin towers they were built. Hmm. Interesting. It's funny because <laughs> as you're reading through this, yes, we're like the assumption is this is all taking place 5,000 years before. Longer than that. But it almost... Seems prophetical. Yeah. In some point, almost wow. like uh, Wait, it gets worse. St. John's Revelations type deal. It gets worse. Toward the end of the book, it gets really It's worse. also sounded a lot like Nostradamus's quatrains. Uh, a, domain, a domain beyond the sea it was. A mountain land of the new bond heaven earth it was not. In other words, they couldn't fly there and go to, you know, up into heaven yeah. or 
Nibiru, wherever you want to call it. In the Eden, Lumak was the workmaster, quotas to enforce was his duty. The Earthlings' ration was to reduce... Uh, the Earthlings' rations to reduce was his task. His spouse was Banatash, the daughter of Lumok's father, brother he was. So basically what uh, Enlil's doing is he's cutting the food rations for humans. Yeah, he's calling the, the herd. Trying to kill them off, yeah. calling the herd. Um, of a beauty outstanding she was, by her beauty was Enki charmed. Oh boy, there's Enki again. <laughs> Enki to his son Marduk, a word did send. To your domain, Lumok, do summon. Oh, boy. We already know where Enki's going with yeah, this one. Like I need to get me some of that. You dirty son of a bitch. Oh, boy. Uh, how by Earthlings a city to build there him teach. And when Lumok to the domain of Marduk was summoned to the household of Ninma in Shurabak, the haven city, his spouse Banatash he brought. From the angry Earthling masses protected and safe to be. So... The humans are getting pissed off at this point. They're like, feed us, goddammit. But Enki took this chick in and said, uh, you're, you're safe here, honey. Yeah. Hey, you need, you need a place to stay? In, my, in, my, in, my, in my best Barry White. You safe, honey. Mm. Anyway. Feed us so <laughs> Thereafter, Enki, his sister Ninmut in Shurabak, was quick to visit. On the roof of a dwelling when Banatash was bathing, Enki took her by her loins. He kissed her. His semen into her womb he Whoa. poured. With a child, Banatash was, her belly was truly swelling. To Lumok from Shurabok, word was sent. To the Eden return, a son you have. So Lumok's thinking, I got a kid. Holy shit, I got a kid. Right. Little does he know. To the Eden, to Shurabok, Lumok returned. To him, Banatash, the son showed. Here we go. Ready for this, Joe? You ready? Mm-hmm. White as the snow his skin was, the color of wool was his hair. Like the skies were his eyes, in the brilliance were his eyes shining. Blonde hair, blue eyes. This is where you get your whole thing about when Hitler said that there was the, the Aryan, Aryan race. race. This is where it came from. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Because understand, the Anunnaki don't look like that. Right. And how has traditionally Jesus been depicted in Bl most uh, Blonde hair, blue blonde eyes. Hair, blue eyes. Amazed and frightened was Lumak. To his father, Matashal, he hurried. A son, unlike an earthling, to Banatash was born. By his, birthly greatly, uh, by his birth, greatly puzzled I am. Matashal to Banatash came, the newborn son he saw, by his likeness amazed he was. Is one of the Agigi the boy's father? Of Banatash, Matashal the truth demanded. So he's pissed. He's like, you, you fucking around? Right. You, you, right. <laughs> uh, to Lumak, your spouse, whether this boy, his son, is the truth reveal. In other words, he's telling me, is this mine? Is it mine? None of the Agigi is the boy's father. Of his upon my life, I swear. So she's lying. So is she claiming a virgin birth? Uh, no bet. Of a so blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid? Yeah. 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 See, you're picking up what's going yeah, on here. Right. Right. So did Benatash to him answer. To his son, Lumak, Matashal then turned. A calming arm around his shoulder he put. Kind of like what Joseph did to Mary, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Here you go, Christians. It's on you. <laughs> 
balls in your court. <laughs> a mystery the boy is, but by his oddness, an omen is to you revealed. Wait, gets better. Unique he is for a task unique by destiny he was chosen. For what that task is, I know not in time appropriate, known it shall become. So they're basically saying he was, he was a the chosen gift. One. Yeah, he was a gift. He was the chosen. You were the chosen one. So was Mardashal to his son Lumak saying to what on earth was transpiring. He was alluding in those days the sufferings on earth were increasing. The days grew colder. The skies and the rains were holding back. It's not raining. Fields, their crops diminished, and the sheepfolds, oh, lambs, were few. Let the son to you born, unusual as he is, an omen be that a respite is coming. Jesus coming. And it's, He's it's coming. He'll kill you all. When you're reading this, you know, you've always heard the, oh, why does Jesus have blue, uh, blue eyes and blonde hair? Nobody in that region looked like it, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe... Laser beam light storm. I always come on these at the weirdest times. <laughs> Yeshua ben Yosef. Probably not a blonde. <laughs> probably not. No, but we're however, talking about the dis- depiction of him. However, if his true father, and I'm, I'm going away from the traditional Christianity story here uh, and just speculating. Well, if his you- father was somebody who was not from this earth and wasn't from that region and didn't look like the people that lived there. Right. Maybe he could have been blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Here's Just my, saying, maybe. Here's my thing, though. It's a, it's a similar story, though. You have a god impregnating a human Correct. with a strange baby. It doesn't look that's, like anybody They're from basically the area. saying he's going to be the chosen one. And, uh, yeah, but in this one. case, they're saying an omen that will... Uh, an omen be that a respite is coming. Jesus is coming. He's going to cast out the wicked. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. Right here. So did Martishal to his son Lumak say, let respite be his name. <clears throat> to Martishal and Lumak, Benatash, her son secretly did not reveal. No, she kept her mouth shut. I don't know who the hell did it. <laughs> well, Zazudra, he of long, bright life days, she called him in Shurabak he was raised. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> not Jesus. You're going to get into Zazudra in a minute. Ninma on the child of uh, all right, all right. Ninma on the child, her protection and affection bestowed. Of much understanding, he was endowed with knowledge. He was by her provided. Enki, the child, greatly adored, and uh, to read the writings of Adapa, him he taught the priestly rites of how to observe and perform as the the young, the boy as young man learned. So basically, Enki took him under his wings. Let me teach you some stuff. Not Jesus, but let's get into the, let's think about Noah. Okay. You'll see where that plays into. In the 110th Shar, Zazudra was born in Shurabak. He grew up and espoused Zara, and she bore him three sons. In the days of sufferings, the earth's intensified plagues and starvations, the earth afflicted. Now, here's, I just want to stop you there. For a moment. Um, a couple more pages. So you're talking about suffering. And they, they named the child, I don't know if it's pronounced respite or respite. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, think it's it was respite. More of a, I think it was more of a nickname. But. R-E-S-P-I-T. But that means relief from suffering. Right. That That's literally the definition of the word. Yep. Oh, no shit. 
Yep. Interesting. Now, this is the account of Earth's tribulations before the deluge and how the mysterious Galzu decisions of life and death and secret guided. Interesting Galzu. Because you know who Galzu was? He was the freaking alien in Flintstones. No, that's Gazoo. Gazoo. Okay. Never mind. I was Gazoo. wrong. So, uh, great Gazoo. Don't leave off the great. By the conjugation, by, by conjugations of the Agigi and Earthling daughters was Enlil greatly disturbed. By Marduk, espousal of the Earthling female, Enlil much distraught. In his eyes, the Anunnaki mission to Earth had become perverted. To him, the howling, shouting Earthling masses of Anathema became. Anathema. Right? Anathema? Yeah, we'll go with that. Oppressive, the pronouncements of the earthlings have become. The conjugations of sleep deprive me. So did Enlil to the other leaders. And he's getting sick of humans bitching. That's basically what he's getting at. Right. Where are we at for time? Keep I'm trying to. 116. 116. I'm trying my best, Joe. I got a couple okay. more pages. So if... This chair's getting extremely uncomfortable on my arse. Um, but all good. Uh, okay, if you want to cut out here, I'll no, just keep going. All right, all right. Uh, by Marduk's espousal of Earthling's female, uh, by the conjugations, hold on, where, where would I leave off? Uh, yeah, no, I keep going. Uh, I lost my, here we go, we got it. Um, in the la- in the days of Zizudra, plagues and pestilences of the earth afflicted, aches, dizzies, the dizziness, chills, fevers, the Earthlings overwhelmed. Let us Earthlings curing teach how themselves to remedy learn, so did Ninma say. So he's basically Nin was saying, let's teach the Earthlings how to take care of their ailments. Let's let's teach them how to, you know, medicine in a sense. Right. This by decree I forbid, Enlil to her please retorted. So Enlil said, "F that noise." <laughs> so he wants the humans to die. In the lands whereto the Earthlings have spread, waters from their sources did not rise. The Earth shut its womb. Vegetation did not sprout. So the Earth was basically going barren in a sense. Let us, the Earthlings, pond and canal building teach. Let them from the seas fish and substance uh, obtain, Enki said to the other leaders. Enki's teaching, let's teach them how to fish. Let's teach them how to, you know, cultivate the land. This by decree, I forbid, Enki to Enlil said, let the earthlings by hunger and pestilence perish. You know, I'm going to say it. F Enlil. Yeah, he's kind of being a dick. <laughs> but here, I want to throw something interesting at you. Because when we talk about you know, teaching them to cure their own illnesses, um, you know, when you get into Hermes Trismegistus, his staff is often mistaken for the medical symbol. So the, the medical symbol is, is, is the, God, what is it? The rod of, begins with an A. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to add to that in a minute, Joe. But um, give me one sec here. But it's often, so there's the, the, the Hermes, caduceus. That the caduceus is the winged staff with two um, snakes going around it. The the real symbol for medicine is the single staff with the snake going around it. However, they've kind of become synonymous in, in the modern right. age. So here you have another wisdom bringer mm. who the symbol of his staff is directly related to medicine and curing mm. illnesses. So now what I want you to do, Joe, while you're sitting right there. Yep. Look up what Enki symbol is. E-N-K-I? E-N-K-I. Enki symbol. 
your Google search, and I don't know if it's going to pop up. But uh, Enki symbol is two snakes intertwined. Right, okay. Let me try there an Enki symbol snake. Yep. So now we're getting into, you know. Enki being Hermes Trismegistus. Right. Interesting. Who's also Thoth. Yeah. Which, not for nothing, these intertwined snakes uh-huh. look incredibly like a DNA strand. Yes. Interesting. And if you think about it, Enki's the one who created humans. So therein lies the, the map. This is some heavy shit we're hitting right It now. absolutely is. Uh, let me continue here so Go we can ahead. blow through this and then we can kind of do a little... Is that Enki's symbol? That's it. Yeah, interesting. You're all welcome to look it up. Um, for one char, the earthlings ate the grasses of the fields. For the second char and third char, the vengeance of Enlil they suffered. In Shurabak, Zizudra's city, the suffering unbearable was becoming to Eridu, Zizudra, of the earthlings, a spokesman journeyed. To the house of the Lord Enki, he made his way by his name of the Lord. He called for help and salvation to him he pleaded. Enki, by Enlil's decrees, was bound. In other words, Zizudra, his son, basically said, Dad, help us. And uh, he said, I can't because of Enlil. He won't let us. In those days, the Anunnaki, for their own surviving, were concerned. Their own rations were diminished by Earth's changes. They themselves were afflicted. On Earth, as on Lamu, the seasons, their irreg- uh, the regularity lost. So Earth has basically become the same type of climate all year long. For one shah, for two shars from Nibiru, the heavenly circuits were studied. Oddities in the planetary destinies from Nibiru were observed. On the sun's face, black spots were appearing. From the, its face, flames shot up. Kishar was also misbehaving. Its host, its footings lost, dizzy were their circuits. Kishar, I believe, is Mercury. The hammered bracelet was by unseen... Oh, hammered bracelet? There's your asteroid belt. Uh, was by unseen net forces pulled and pushed. For reasons unfathomed, the sun, its family, was upsetting. The destinies of the celestial by unsavory fates was overtaken. On Nibiru, the savants' alarms raised. In the public squares, people gathered. The creator of all, to primordial days, the heavens is returning. Angry is the creator of all. Voices from the, uh, amongst the people shouted. On earth, the tribulations were increasing. Fear and famine, their heads reared. For three shars, for four shars, the instruments, the white land facings were observed. So he's looking at the, basically, uh, Antarctica. Um, by Nurgle and Ereshkigal, odd rumblings in the white land snows were recorded. The snow ice that the white lands covered is sliding has taken. So they from Abzu Tip reported. In the lands beyond the seas, Ninurta in his haven for telling instruments established. Quakes and jitters at the earth's bottom with the instruments he noticed. An odd matter is afoot, so did in Liltu Anu and on Nibiru, words of alarm send. For the fifth shar, for the sixth shar, so we're talking about, you know, a shar, 3,600 years, yep. times six. Uh, the phenomena gained strength. On Nibiru, the savants, and 
uh, an alarm raised of calamities to the king they were forewarnings gave. The next time Nibiru, the sun shall be nearing earth to Nibiru's net forced exposed shell base. So what they're basically saying is Nibiru is on its way back into our close solar system orbit. And what it's doing is it's screwing up all the planets. It's causing earthquakes. It's causing uh, disturbances. And that's climate why. Change. Yeah, climate change. Um, which is interesting if you look at climate change and how the Earth goes in cycles every 3,600 How long years. goes the Ice Age? Well, if you want to go to the Bible, look what, what uh, what's his name was talking about. Oh, God. What the hell is it in the Bible? He was a prophet. And he kept saying that like, the sun was blotted out for X amount of time. <sighs> Got me. I'm not a biblical scholar. Yeah. But can... uh, allegedly the Ice Age lasted to about 11,500 years ago. Right. So then if you take our current, you know, 2,000 and add on the... Right. 5,000 that the Book of Enki has written before, you'll come up with some number that I'm not familiar with. This is like Scott Steiner math for those wrestling fans out there. <laughs> Lamu and its circuits on the sun's other side shall station take. So in other words, uh, Mars is on the other side of, of the sun, so he's not really getting whacked by it. From the net force of Nibiru, Earth in its heavens protection shall not have. Kinsha, Kishar... And its host agitated shall be. Lamu should also take shake and wobble. In Earth's great below, the snow ice of the white lands, its footing is losing. So there's a big chunk of ice about to break off into the water. Sounds familiar. Right. The next time the Bureau is closest to Earth shall approach, the snow ice off the white land surface shall come sliding. A watery calamity it shall cause by a huge wave, a deluge, the Earth will be overwhelmed. Yet again. So when they talk in the Bible, oh, God sent down a, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. On Nibiru, great was the consternation. Uncertain about Nibiru's own fate. Kings, Samants, and counselors about Earth and Lamu greatly worried. The king and counselors' decision made for evacuating Earth and Lamu to prepare. So they're getting the fuck out of Dodge. In the Abzu, the gold mine shut down. Therefrom the Anunnaki to the Eden came. In Bad Tibara, smelting and refining ceased. All gold to Nibiru was lofted. <coughs> Excuse me. Empty for evacuation ready. A fleet of fast celestial chariots to Earth returned. So they're getting the hell out. Yeah. It's an evacuation. Not a Biden evacuation. On Nibiru, the heavens... <laughs> On the heavenly signs were watched. On Earth, the tremors recorded were. It was at the time from... One of the celestial chariots, a white-haired Anunnaki, stepped off. Now, for those who are sitting there reading this and listening to this, I have to make mention of this. I gotta stand up. My yeah. ass hurts. Um, you know, we're talking about you know how the Anunnaki were our gods and created us. But and again, I've said this before: if the Anunnaki created us, who created them? And we're gonna get a taste of that right now. Galzu, the great knower was his name, with steps majestic to Enlil, his way he made. To him a sealed message from anew he presented. I am Galzu, emissary plenip, uh, 
plenipotentiary of the king and council to Enlil, he said. By his coming, Enlil was surprised. No word from Anu of that did for come. Enlil, the seal of Anu, examined and broken and authentic it was from near Biruki, uh, which is a, a town, basically, or a city on earth, Nibiruki. <clears throat> the message tablet was read. Its encoding was trustworthy. From king and council, Galzu speaks. His words are my command. So did the message from Anu state. That Enki and Ninma also be summoned was Galzu's request. When they came to Ninma, Galzu pleasantly smiled. Of the same school and age we were, to her, he said. This Ninma could not recall. The emissary was was young as a son. She was as old, his as old in mother. In other words, he's saying, yeah, we were in the same school. <laughs> but, yeah, I grew up with him. Yeah, I grew up with you. But she's like, no, you're young as shit. I'm old as hell. Simple as the explanation, Galsuder said, by our winter slumbered life cycles it caused. Indeed, this matter is of my mission. Part about the evacuation is a secret. In other words, he's saying, I'm here to evacuate. Keep it quiet. Uh, ever since Demuzi and Nibiru stayed, returning Anunnaki on Nibiru examined were. Those who on earth the longest stayed by returning harshly were afflicted. In other words, the, the Anunnaki who were on earth for a while came back to Nibiru. They got sick. They were sick, I guess. Their bodies to Nibiru cycles were accustomed no longer. Their sleep was disturbed. Their eyesight was failing. The net force of Nibiru weightened their walk. Hold on, Joe. I'm gonna see how much more I got to this. Because, oh man, I got like six pages. Oh my God, I'm sweating my, you know yeah. what, off in here. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll shut this off. Maybe we'll. Uh, to be continued. To be continued. We'll continue because this is a long chapter. I'm gonna mark the page here. But uh, what you're seeing is basically. Uh, we'll talk about this. We'll synopse it real quick, and then we'll get the hell out of here. All right. We're gonna go. Uh, my ass. We're gonna hurts. go play. Um, what was I gonna say? My ass hurts. Your ass hurts. Okay. But you're seeing that you know you've this chapter is, is quite or this tablet is quite interesting because you're learning about the Watchers, you're learning about the Nephilim or the Shiny Ones or whatever they were called. Uh, you're you're learning of the the coming war between, uh, you know, the the brothers or God and if you want to just make a comparison, God and Lucifer, the war in heaven, and uh, now we're getting into the flood. And it's going to be uh, quite interesting. We're, we'll definitely do this again. I'll do this again. Uh, maybe not live. Or not live, but I'll put it up in continuation of this. But What'd you think? Interesting. Very interesting stuff. Ties into a lot of the ancient mysteries, a lot of uh, creation theories and origin stories of uh, a lot of different religions. So, you know, it's kind of... You kind of get a good idea of where certain stories or traditions were derived from. Yeah. What do you say, Joe? You done sweating your ass off? I am. I'm done sweating my ass off. All right. Let's go get somewhere cool. All right. All right. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, for the, I was hoping that, uh, what's his name, is going to be on here? Uh, uh, Legarius. is going to be on, but. Uh, well, he'll catch us. He'll on, catch uh, up. On the podcast. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, we got, my glass is still full. Should we do one more toast before we go? Yeah. What do you want to do? I don't know. Um. Let us hold on a sec. I want to go over a few uh, messages that I've been receiving from our our listeners. Oh, well, we'll combine them all into a bunch. But I also want to say that uh, Garrett the Barbarian, my yes. buddy, did his FC last night. Took his fellow crowd. Loved it. Loved it. And I tried not to oversell it to him. 
Yep. Because uh, he and I had been talking about some stuff. I'm like, hey, have you done your FC yet? He goes, no. I'm like, oh, my God. No wonder why this doesn't make sense to you. Mm. Put this all on hold. Like, Put it in a box. Put it away. Go to your FC. Yep. And uh, I Revisit. Like, I said, I hope, I hope it's as beautiful as it's meant to be. Right. Um, and he uh, reached out to me. I think it was last night that he did it. And it went well. And he was like, yeah, you didn't oversell it. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, so congratulations to him. We've got, uh, you know, we're getting a lot of things from, you know, I'll just mention first names in case they don't want their full names read on the air. Uh, Neil, who has been messaging us about how to get involved and how to pick a lodge and whatnot, um, actually found an upcoming event for a lodge in his town that he's going to go visit and, uh, and start the process. Awesome. Um, uh, you got a quick second here? Yeah, go I ahead. just want to kind of uh, laser beam light storm. Has been, I know uh, that name. Like, he's been popping in here a lot. And he asks, "What about the e? What about Ia and that also lining up with Entered Apprentice?" Yeah, no, 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 no. There's, there's no. And I'm, I'm being in all truth and soberness. Uh, it's a interesting quinky dink. Um, I mean, you can line up uh, e, the EA degree, enter apprentice with EI. I mean, yeah, you can, but uh, obviously, don't have to answer that if it's secret information. No, believe it or not, none of this. What I'm reading out of this book is anywhere in Freemasonry. No, but you could make some. Uh... You can make loose correlations between the two, right? But realistically, we don't talk about Enki or Enlil or Ninma or Adamu or Adapa or Zazudra. None of this stuff comes into our yeah, ritual. None of, the name. none of them. And I need to make clear about somebody who heckled me. Uh, I don't know if they heckled me, but uh, they were talking in the comments and they were kind of heckling me about this, that, and the other thing. And uh, they were talking about. Um, astrology and Freemasonry. Yeah, I saw that one and how you know, Pike was, we were saying, was a man of science and they, they I don't know, it was just gibberish. He was kind of picking apart our words and everything. And then he said something in Latin and these three guys aren't the blah, 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 blah. So I want to be clear about something. What we were talking about in, in terms of astrology and Freemasonry is that in our ritual, we don't talk about Leo the Lion or or What's Aquarius? The, the fish. Look at that. The fish. What? Oh, I hope that got caught on camera. What happened? You gonna share? Well, it is caught on camera. We're still on. Oh, okay, okay. It's just the condensation. Yeah. Huh? Huh? <laughs> you got all excited. <sighs> yeah, that happened to us once before. <sighs> it only happens when the can is light. <sighs> I, I shit a little. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I didn't even know what you were talking about. I almost drew the Glock and shot that thing. Oh, but anyway, um, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, uh, yeah, and he's saying, uh, nice, was always wondering that if you can go crazy with the ophthalmology synchronicities. Yeah, I mean, you can dive down so many rabbit holes. I mean, none of our ritual, though, in astrology or, or even this book, like, it's not in our ritual. That's what I was addressing. If you want to take it to Manly P. Hall and you want to take it to Albert Pike, have at it. You know, that's not what is in our ritual today. That was the comparison I was making when we did the whole astrology and Freemasonry. Right. It's not actively in our modern ritual. No, these guys, they, they take part of what we say and... 
pick one thing out of context and try to go to task on it. And, and no, 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 I don't see. Uh, I don't want to shit on the guy too much. He's very, very knowledgeable because he clearly was quoting back Manly Pete Hall and everything, and that's totally cool. That's great. Yeah, you know? but I could do that too. And doesn't. And I also just wanted to say that we don't also sit here and profess that we know everything about Freemasonry. No, we are, and and. We talk of, about what we observe. And kind of bridging what you're saying to a lot of the comments and questions that I've been getting through our, through our Messenger app right. is people couldn't thank us more for making the craft approachable. Right. We're that bridge. Yes. We're that gateway drug. Yeah. Um, you, you listen to us. You went there, huh? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but it's, it's like we give them that impetus to say, okay, I've heard enough. I want to go find the lodge. I want to go do this. And that was our that was your mission when you designed this from the very beginning is to open up Freemason. Well, you started to be I didn't come around till episode fifteen, um, but that was your initial vision of we need to open this up to another generation, another group of people, and make it not this this secret thing that that happens uh, you know behind closed doors, which there are still those things, but right. you need to get information out there that. We yeah we can have fun and there's a lot more to it than than your grandfather's Freemason. Right. So um, you know just some of the people that have messaged me and again I'll leave your last names out but in the last month David Jacob Michael Harry Ryan Jordan Mark Sean Jake Alex Ryan Mike Joe oh that's Joe Schultz he doesn't count Noah Carl uh, that's that's Carlo slash whatever name he wants to go by this time. Um, drip. While we're also doing that, I want to also add this. Uh, there are other people who've reached out to me on Instagram. Uh, AJ, Angel, Hunter, Derek, uh, Paranormal Magazine, Brian, Mark Chavez. Like, there's, there's, there's many people who've reached out to me as well, even on Twitter. Um, and I'll give, I'll give Twitter, Twitter guys a shout. Hey, listen, man, just want you guys to know that, uh, you know. Uh, we answer you know we're i think we're very proactive and most people like you reach out to like uh, i don't know sucalos <laughs> <laughs> and you get nothing you get you know they don't, even, they don't even acknowledge you we here acknowledge every single comment as long as we see it we com we, we we react to it we'll, we'll and uh there was somebody i spoke to was i think it was on instagram and uh i think it was aj davis i could be wrong uh or maybe not um Oh shit! I hit somebody's story. Oh boy. Uh, Angel. Yeah, it was Angel. Um, he, you know, he he didn't realize it was me. I'm like, nah, it's me. <laughs> yeah, like we don't have people. When you when no, you get a response back, it's usually it's, from it's us. George, myself, Ken, or occasionally Rafferty. But uh, so plug I, in I've one more getting... time. What's the easiest way to get a hold of us? Easiest way to get a hold of us is either Facebook Messenger, Instagram message. Um, post on our page. Discord. Well, Discord, you have to. You can only get a hold of us if you join Patreon for as little as five dollars a month, uh, and you'll get to us a lot faster. Um, but before you get to that point, shoot us a Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Seems to be the best way. Uh, we'll respond right. right away, and you know, talk about getting back to people fast. Uh, yep. You know, even we we reach out to a lot of people as potential guests and try to get them on, and, and some never respond. Uh, I'll be honest with you, though. Sometimes I get excited when I get a quick denial. 
Yeah. And say, no, we're not doing that at this time because at least they took the time to respond. Right. Uh, recently, I tried to reach out to, if anybody's a wrestling fan, Malachi Black, uh, who's in AEW now. He was Aleister Black in WWE. Noticed uh, in one of his posts he had a Square Encompasses tattooed on, uh, on mm-hmm. his hand. Uh, so I was just curious if he was a traveling man. I reached out to his manager to see if we get him on the show. They mm. quickly responded within the hour. Sorry, we're not doing interviews at this time. But I thought it was really cool that they got back to us right away. So one of the guys I've been talking to through Twitter is uh, Daniel Duke, and he wrote a book. Called oh, that's the Jesse James Gold guy. Jesse right? James. He wrote a book called uh, Jesse James in the Knights Templar. Gold, I think it was what it was. Knights Templar treasure. That's what it was. Excuse me. Um, and I'm, I've been talking to, to, to him about getting him on here and we're going to talk about it. Um, he, he wrote me a long dissertation. Uh, my first book details, uh, deals with hidden treasures as well as connections between Jesse James, Freemasonry, the Knights Templar, the founding fathers and Jewish mysticism. Um, and he, he sent me an editorial review of his book and everything. And, uh, we're going to get him on here and I, I have to keep apologizing to Daniel Duke, um, because uh, I, I keep putting them off a little bit because I want to have the full dais up here before uh, anytime we have a guest, I'm going to have all three of us because Ken is very um, Ken. Ken, very Ken, technical. Right? <clears throat> he, yeah, he's, he, he's very technical with things. So, and uh, you know, you're you're more of the 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 free mind thinking, right? Yeah, I like to I have an say, open mind. Open about mind a lot of things. Yeah, and uh, I'm kind of just the I don't know. What am I? You're you. Mm, you. Yeah. But anyway. It's funny, it. though, when people are, were mentioning, and uh, I did see in the Discord comments, which you can only see if you join Patreon for as little as $5 <laughs> a month, um, The how the, the crew are, are – it's actually, I think, Joe Schultz that mentioned the, the differences in the dynamic when the three of us aren't together. Yeah. Um, because you and Ken tend to be such polar opposites that when I'm here, I'm like a mediator or <laughs> yeah. a buffer between uh-huh. the two. But it, it is fun how, uh, you know, and the it dynamic. works, though. It, it works. works, though. And usually when me and you were together, it turns into a shit show. I mean, luckily right. we had something to read here, so it yes. didn't get too far off the rails. It but... did not go full on fat and furious tonight. Yeah, no, it didn't go fat and furious. Um, but, uh, yeah, me and you tend to really feed off one another, whereas Ken is our grounding yeah. in some senses. You and, and I then, together, are like... Uh, and then usually it's me just being a smartass over here, and Ken's the one who's like, no, no, no. He's very... You know, monotone and mild-mannered, you know. Yeah. No, we're each other's catalyst. So once oh, we get together, things go. What do you say, Joey? All right, let's rock it out. All right. Oh, let's do that toast. Oh, let's do that toast. Lady Joe. Brother, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Beautiful. Let's shut it down, Joe. All right. Uh, you want to switch over to the OBS screen real quick so we can just end the stream. I want to thank every uh, the the yeah the weird one that looks like a Klingon symbol, and then uh, talk, talk, talk. just go to stop streaming. Do we want to sign off before we stop streaming? Yeah, we're gonna sign off, but uh, just have it on the pulse. But okay. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I love this book. It, it definitely opens my mind and sure. it has me thinking differently about a lot of different things. But for the Freemasons podcast, I am right. Worship Brother George Mudry signing off. Worship Brother Joe signing off.